Home with Glenn Jones. Across our university city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. I've headed up to the Mill Road end of Gwider Street, not just because it's a lovely sunny day, although it is, not a cloud in the sky at the moment, but because I had an email from Holly at the David Parr House about a series of creative workshops they've got coming up for adults with low vision and blindness. Not only did that sound interesting, but it also reminded me that I've never actually visited this place. It looks like a pretty unassuming terraced house from the outside. Lovely bunting on the railings on the garden wall next door. Let's have a knock, see if anyone's in. What a beautiful door knocker that is. Oh, hello there, are you Holly by any chance? Hello. Lovely to meet you, Holly. So tell me, what exactly is the David Parr House? Well, David Parr House is, as you uh, may see, an ordinary terraced house from the outside, but it has a very extraordinary hand-painted interior. It was home to David Parr, who was a working-class Victorian decorative artist, and he worked for a company called Leach & Sons in the city, um, and they would decorate grand houses and colleges all up and down the country in churches um, but he in his spare time would come home and paint his own house. Can we go inside and have a look? Yes we can. Better wipe my feet. Into the hallway here. Oh it's nice and cool in here isn't it? Yeah so maybe the first room to go into is the drawing room. Oh, this is a lovely front room. And look at this incredible painting on the walls. I thought initially this was wallpaper, but it's not. It's all hand-painted. Exactly. Lots of people think that this is wallpaper, but actually it's hand-painted. It's also oil paint. So this would have taken two to three days to dry. So it would be quite difficult for a family to be living here because they wouldn't be able to touch the walls for two or three days. So he had a family, wasn't living alone, he was doing this around his family? Absolutely, yes. David Parr and his family have lived in this house for over 125 years. It feels quite extraordinary that we've got the painted walls around us, but it also feels quite an ordinary house. I can imagine someone sitting on the sofa to our left and then maybe the family members coming round for a cup of tea and sitting on the chairs to my right. There's a lovely little table set out. There's a radiogram in the corner. Part of the appeal for this must be its ordinariness as well. It's, It's like stepping back in time, maybe 50 years or so. Absolutely, yes. Lots of the things you can see are actually Elsie Palmer's things. So Elsie Palmer was David Parr's granddaughter and she moved in here when she was 12 years old. She lived here for 85 years um, and she lived like this. So it's not only an arts and crafts house, but also it has this layer of 20th century um, life on top of that as well. Have you left the decorations the same? I mean, I'm looking over here and they've got these lovely little shelves here showing very ordinary things like a teapot here with a locket on it and a little globe as well. Absolutely. The house is exactly as Elsie left it and that is what's so wonderful. Now, I want to find out more about these workshops. I understand that one of your artists is waiting for us outside. Yes, she is. Back through this glorious hallway. Lovely garden gates. Hi Holly, hello Glenn. 
Hello there. Who have we got here, Holly? So this is Mansi. She is one of the artists that's going to be delivering the workshops along with Stepanka Fesrova. Yes, Stepanka and me, we've designed uh, some workshops aimed at visually impaired people. And uh, yes, I think you just got a glimpse of the house uh, inside. And uh, what we want to do or what we are trying to create is bringing the essence or, you know, of the house as well as we can through our workshops to people with visual impairment. And I mean, like you saw in the house, it's a house which, um, you know, which speaks of the craftsmanship of this one dedicated person who devoted his entire life. So it's like a testimony which needs to be celebrated, which needs to be, brought, you know, people need to be made aware of it and uh, you know the man himself needs to be celebrated so these workshops we are trying and aiming uh, through the little uh, activities that we've created using themes or you know uh, which blend with the house uh, motifs for example or patarai or the flowers which were you know grown by his granddaughter so bringing all of those elements together and bringing the house out for these people who attend the workshops in the best way that we can you mentioned the flowers this garden's absolutely beautiful look at that amazing box hedge why did you choose to work specifically with people with visual impairments so this is actually funded by cambridge community fund the david park house is not actually wheelchair accessible and not um, accessible to people with visual impairment so we really wanted to see how we could bring the david park house out into our workshop space and for people to experience the house external to being in the house. Ah, so you've got this more accessible house next door. Presumably this is where you're going to be holding the workshops. Yes, at the back there's a space where we'll be holding the workshops, yeah. So what sort of approach do you take to working with people who may be blind but still want to create some artwork? I imagine that there may be some obstacles in the way. Uh, well, the first is the range of the the vision impairment will range. Uh, you know, we've been told from extreme to even mild, and so that's how we've designed. The, actually, Stefanka is one of the artists who isn't here today who works with uh, with visually impaired people on a day to day basis. So, with her expertise and my input, we've designed these workshops to create them as tactile as we can, but also including the other senses. So, there's a sense of touch, uh, there's a sense of you know smell, and also to trying to say if we, we can create an environment which is, uh, you know, encompassing the, exp creating an experience for them. And uh, on the practical level, things like using a tinfoil, uh, which, uh, you know, which when you draw on it, kind of indents it so they can feel it with their hands. Then obviously the flowers, which so very much symbolize Elsie Pa, the granddaughter's life here. So including them uh, in ways. And when we create, we're using things like plaster, which again, the t feeling of touch is there. Then the floral elements which give you again the tactile and the sense of smell as well so we're trying to bring together all these visual aspects as much as we can and make the workshops as simple and as enjoyable as possible you know and with the aim that they go away with the end product which represents the house and gives them a way to connect with the house fascinating how do i sign up for this if i'm listening and i'm interested Absolutely. So if you would like to attend one of the three workshops, um, you can call us on 01223 311680 or email info at davidparhouse.org. And what about the house? Is it open for visits as well? It is open. We are open on Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays. We're open 
four for four tours throughout each day and you need to book online and each tour is limited to six people because the house is very small. And what's your website? davidparhouse.org Mansi and Holly, thank you very much indeed for, well, inviting me to this glorious house and having a chat with me this afternoon. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. You. Thank you for coming. Great yeah. to see you. 105. Cambridge 105 Radio.